Hi, this is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth. And we're going to get into Job's reply to Eliphaz the Temanite there. Um, it's rather lengthy. Um, and he ends up talking at the very end directly to God. So it covers a couple of chapters, but hang in there with me and we'll get to it. Then Job answered and said, Oh, that my vexation were weighed and all my calamity laid in the balances, for then it would be heavier than the sand of the sea. Therefore, my words have been rash. For the arrows of the Almighty are in me. My spirit drinks their poison. The terrors of God are arrayed against me. Job is... is feels attacked by God himself, um, which we find out at the beginning, in the beginning description, that that is not exactly the case. God God has allowed him to be tested, but the direct hit did not come from God himself, but he allowed it. Um, and... Job is saying, does the wild donkey bray when he has grass or the ox low over his fodder? It's like, no, if, if people are happy or even if animals are happy, they don't go braying or lamenting. Can that which is tasteless be eaten without salt or is there any taste in the ju juice of the mallow? Um, we, don't, we don't take a cantaloupe and squeeze it for its juice. Um, he says, my appetite refuses to touch them. They are his food that is loathsome to me. So he's 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 not up for the hospital diet either, uh, the hospital diet of his day. Um, so in verse 8, oh, that I might have my request and that God would fulfill my hope, that it would please God to crush me, that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. Job is going, I've lived, I've had all this stuff, it's gone, my body's gone, I'm in pain, I don't know what else to do, God just end this. And notice Job doesn't choose to end that, he does leave this in God's hands. He realizes, I mean, this is where he's at, and he's honest with God about it, but he leaves this in God's hands. This would be my comfort. I would even exult in pain and sparing, for I have not denied the words of the Holy One. What is my strength that I should wait? And what is my end that I should be patient? Is my strength the strength of stones or is my flesh bronze? He's, he's admitting back to Eliphaz the demon, I know I'm not that strong. I'm not a stone. I'm not bronze. I can hurt. I can be hurt. I am hurt right now. Have I any help in me when resources driven from me? He's like, you see it. I don't have any resources. I'm, I'm there. I don't have a thing. And then he kind of lights into Eliphaz a little bit. He who withholds kindness from a friend. Nothing Eliphaz said was kind. He who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. 
When we're comforting somebody, I think we need to remember this. We need to remember that kindness for a friend is part of fearing the Almighty. My brothers are treacherous. So he's talking about his companions there around him. My brothers are treacherous as a torrent bed, as torrential streams that pass away, which are dark with ice and where the snow hides itself. When they melt, they disappear. When it is hot, they vanish from their place. The caravans turn aside from their course. They go into the waste and perish. The caravans of Tima, remember, he's a Temanite. Eliphaz is. The caravans of Tima, look, the travelers of Sheba hope. They are ashamed because they were confident. They come there and are disappointed. For you have now become nothing. You see my calamity and are afraid. Jeb says, this is trying your worldview of God. This is trying your worldview of you. You think that because you do certain things that things are going to work out. And it doesn't necessarily work that way. And the reason you answered me the way you did is because you're afraid. Have I said make me a gift or from your wealth offer a bribe for me? Or deliver me from the adversary's hand? Or redeem me from the hand of the ruthless? Teach me. And I will be silent. Make me understand how I have gone astray. He's like, Eliphaz, I have not done anything astray. And I have not asked you to exact revenge. I have not asked for a thing. Except for you, except for kindness. Which you didn't give me. How forceful are upright words, but what does reproof from you reprove? Do you think that you can reprove words when the speech of a despairing man is wind? You would even cast lots over the fatherless and bargain over your friend. He's basically saying, Eliphaz, you're, you're here for what's left of my estate. You're not here to comfort me. I, I, <laughs> Wow, blunt. Job does not mince words here. But now be pleased to look at me, for I will not lie to your face. Please turn, let no injustice be done. Turn now, my vindication is at stake. Is there any injustice on my tongue? Cannot my palate discern the cause of calamity? And then he, he tackles Eliphaz's worldview. He says, Has not man a hard service on earth, and are not his days like the days of a hired hand, like a slave who longs for the shadow, and like a hired hand who looks for his wages? So I am allotted months of emptiness, and nights of misery are apportioned to me. He's like, We're not in control of this. We are very much like slaves who have no... They know when they're supposed to work. They know when they're supposed to rest. And I've been, I've been apportioned these months of emptiness and these nights of misery. When I lie down, I say, when shall I arise? But the night is long, and I am full of tossing till the dawn. My flesh is clothed with worms and dirt. My skin hardens, then breaks out afresh. My days 
are swifter than our weaver's shuttle and come to their end without hope. Remember that my life is a breath. Now this is an interesting thing here because Eliphaz was talking about when he was relaying his vision. So the enemy of the souls was talking about man is dust. And Job here says, no, remember that my life is a breath, which can also be translated spirit. Remember that my life is a spirit. My eye will never again see good. The eye of him who sees me will behold me no more. While your eyes are on me, I shall be gone. As a cloud fades and vanishes, so he who goes down to Sheol does not come up. He returns no more to his house, nor does his place know him anymore. So he's saying, I'm going to die with this terrible whatever this is, and you guys aren't going to see me anymore. And so... um. I'm I'm going to say my piece here. And he continues, Therefore I will not restrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Am I the sea or a sea monster that you set a guard over me? When I say my bed will comfort me, my couch will ease my complaint, then you scare me with dreams and terrify me with visions, so that I would choose strangling and death rather than my bones. Is uh, he's again? He knows exactly where that vision came from, and he says he he's telling Eliphaz, "You need to watch who you listen to. You didn't bring me comfort. I loathe my life. I would not live forever. Leave me alone, for my days are a breath. What is man that you make so much of him that you set your heart on him? Visit him every morning and test him every moment." Now he's kind of turned from Eliphaz for a second. And he's actually asking God this question. What is man that you make so much of him and that you set your heart on him, visit him every morning and test him every moment? How long will you not look away from me or leave me alone till I swallow my spit? This is conveyed again in Psalms where David said, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter if I go to the far reaches of hell, you see me. Um, we cannot escape the presence of God. And Job knows this. If I sin, what do I do to you, you watcher of mankind? Why have you made me your mark? Why have I become a burden to you? Why do you not pardon my transgression and take away my iniquity? For now I shall lie in the earth. You will seek me but I shall not be. And he's, he conveys something, like I said, is very much conveyed in the Psalms as well, is that man dies, where does that go? And Job, Job finds that answer in this book, but we have to, we have to, we have to wrestle. Are we all dust? No. There's a spirit about us. There's a part of us that these trials rile and even break our hearts. And there's more to us than just us. There's more to us than just immediate consequences to our actions. The world is a much more complicated place. And God is a much more intense, personal, 
God. And Job is wrestling with that. Even though he's believed in God and he's sacrificed and he's he's built his life on following to the best of his knowledge God and he's encouraged other people. This trial brings him to the base of his faith. What does he have faith in? And I think if we all live long enough, we end up with this trial. It brings us to the end of our faith, and we have to dis- we have to know. We have to come to grips with what do we have peace in that cannot be shaken. And when those trials come, there's a lot that goes around us, and there are those who have been embittered against God in these moments. But God is big enough to listen to our to our laments. He's big enough to listen to our complaints. He's big enough to 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 listen to our questions. And Job openly goes to God and asks him these questions. After he takes to task his companion who did not bring him kindness. Lord, help us help us to turn to you in those moments where nobody really understands what we're going through and there's not another human being around us that gets what's going on. And Lord, help us to be kind. When we see somebody in a trial, help us to be kind and bring kindness. Help us to fear you enough to bring them kindness and not judgment. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen. Hey, this is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and today's been a little bit of a wrestle match um, and an understanding of kindness that we should show to everybody in a moment of trial and um, being willing to ask God the hard questions when we don't understand. So if you have a prayer request or another question that you'd like to ask, there's a place at the end of this podcast to include that. So please do or email me at trainbygrace2 at gmail.com. God bless you, and remember, you are one of His excellencies.